0: I think the thing to think about is you don't have to be loud you don't have to be extra you don't have to be an extrovert you can make shifts in your community in little ways by being authentically who you are show up with a quality service a quality product care about your client experience deeply
1: This is Octotalks, people transforming digital experiences. Jessica Allen defines herself as a relationship sales and marketing magician. She has just joined Sales Lab X as head of sales. When I met her, Jess was marketing manager at Trinsic Technologies, and I invited her to talk about that experience. Outside of her job, she also loves creating empowering communities, which she does through Connect Over Coffee, a series of gatherings she organizes for like-minded professionals to discuss experiences and ideas over a cup of coffee. Jessica joined us for this episode to talk about her professional and personal life and how they intertwined through the years to bring her where she is now. She explained how she's learned to overcome some difficult career experiences, bring out her strengths to always give her best, and do a great job even in weird situations, like having a 12-year-old entrepreneur boss from the Shark Tank. Welcome Jess!
0: Thank you! I'm so excited to be here. Um, Thank you for the wonderful compliments as well. I know that you can appreciate branding is so critical to yeah. building community and really bringing people in that share your values to your community. So I put a lot of efforts and thought into that. And I'm so glad that we connected and that you joined my connect over coffee. It was, it was really delightful to have you attend. Yeah. So, um, I'm Jessica Allen. I am a one woman show for Trinsic technologies, operations manager transferred to sales person by total default. And then I discovered that not only does marketing work on me, but I love the science behind it. I love how exciting it can be and how personalized it can be. And so Definitely over the last several years of my entrepreneurship journey, I have delved into the marketing realm and really excited to kind of share
1: my journey and answer any questions that you may have that might help others out. That's nice, Jessica. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I feel like we have so much in common. I'm also like in marketing, in sales, so I'm really excited about this episode. I think we are going to um, touch different, very (laughs) interesting topics. Um, First, so, I'm I'm sorry to hear that because I understand how full your plate is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I think we should get started by your LinkedIn profile because, as I said, it, it was one of the most creative ones. Um, I love your headline: providing non-cringe IT support. Um, shameless coffee snob. I mean, this is fantastic. Uh, what can you tell me about yourself, Jessica? Who are you? How do you define yourself? You know. I
0: am the oldest of eight, so I was born a leader or at least a boss, whichever. <laughs> depends on who you talk to, I suppose. I joke around that I've been managing an FTE since I was three. It's, it's true. My brother may not agree, but uh, it's the truth. Um, I, I have just had this very interesting journey, and one thing that I think is so interesting about humans and work and why the science of marketing is so effective is that we are truly, we are the result of our ecosystem, of the way that we were raised, of the challenges that we went through. And you can embrace that and use that to really catalog, like use as a catalyst for your career, mm-hmm. or you cannot tap into that. And over my career, I have definitely used my talents and kind of just... I guess, white knuckled through it. My, my days in operations, I was the youngest district manager in the nation, wow. managing a territory. All of my peers, I was 21. And at the time, all of my peers were 40, 50, 60 years old.
1: Yeah.
0: And the thing that I guess gave me the tenacity to move forward is that I love the pattern of data mm. and business And I love that you can kind of manipulate it to make your business more successful. And so fundamentally, I think that's what always drives me. Getting into the creative marketing space is a blast because I can use my sassy internal energy to really elevate the brands that I'm working with, which I really enjoy. So who am I? I'm a lot of things to a lot of people. I'm a mom of a six-year-old little boy who has definitely shifted my career journey wow. considerably. Uh-huh. Um, I am a wife to you know military police husband. Um, as I said, oldest of eight, done a lot of things in my time, uh-huh. but over the last five years, I've really tried to pave my way as an entrepreneur as well. And that's been a variety of things. Consulting for other businesses to kind of help them be more competitive in a marketplace where maybe they were the small fry Mm -hmm. and they need to acquire customers that are going to be more revenue for them or longer term contracts for them. And competing against big business can be really tricky as a small business because what I've found over the years is that small businesses tend to really not lead with value they may lead with service but they're not leading with value and sometimes we get caught in this transactional cycle yeah and so what I've done with Trinsic over the last two and a half years is I've changed us to a regular old IT company which PS is the most cringiest product to sell honestly (laughs) that's why I say non-cringe IT Um, To a premium product that has a consulting engagement that is incredibly unique to the market, but it's not magic, Mm. it's just reinvention of what exists and it's that marketing delivery that allows us to charge more, to acquire more sophisticated customers and to really push the brand in our community which is an exciting journey.
1: Yeah. Well, I would love to to know a little bit more about this journey. Uh, How did you end up as marketing manager uh, in the company you are right now? But, I mean, how was the path, right? Uh, When did you start? uh, I mean, that story. Tell us the whole story, Jess. Okay. So, um, I would say that my journey is
0: bizarre because I look back at my resume and I actually using tools for marketing. I use ChatGPT to kind of look at all my history (laughs) of all the things I've done and then create a bio for me. Yeah, Because I was like, who who am I? Who am I? (laughs) I feel like I'm all over the place a little bit. Um, I was drawn to healthcare and really kind of regulated industries. I like knowing where my lane is, Mm -hmm. I like knowing black and white, yes, no rules, regulations. It was very comfortable to me. And as a young person, I actually at 18, I got into healthcare, because my grandmother had dementia. And I wanted to understand how to take care of people with dementia. And so I worked in assisted living. And that really gave me an insight to documentation and process because healthcare is an enormous amount of documentation, and so many processes. But when you're mixing patient care, which is actually client experience, right, you have to kind of manage those two so that they work together seamlessly. Yeah. And so that started my journey into medical records. We did all the release of information for large hospitals, Mm -hmm. as I said. Youngest district manager in the nation um, had to fly out to go meet all the C-suite because nobody thought mm-hmm. that this young 21-year-old girl could run a district. Um, they were wrong. Yay. I did. And I totally kicked butt at it for years. Um, in fact, my last year there, I traveled and helped other managers really increase their retention rates, increase the efficiency by leveraging the right technology for remote teams. Sure. Because... I've always worked remote. So I managed 60 to 90 people remote, and technology was a huge piece mm-hmm. of that working. Yeah. So a few more years in, in healthcare leadership positions. Um, then I actually pivoted to a franchise group, and I worked as their HR manager. Okay. Because I've done all the hiring. <laughs> I've done all the management stuff. So I was doing their payroll in HR, Mm -hmm. which I would have never imagined myself doing for, um, you know, hundreds of employees and got promoted to uh, director of operations because they realized I knew what the heck a P&L was. (laughs) I understood operations. (laughs) It wasn't just a people management. It was a process thing. And then this huge shift in my life happened, and I am the kind of person who loves a plan, knows what I'm going to do next. I don't just float around in this magical world of unknown things. And I find myself laid off from my job due to an acquisition. And now, literally, my worst 20-year-old nightmare came into fruition. Mm. I was in my 30s. I was pregnant with my son, and I had no job. Wow. And it was really distressing to me because I've always been such a career focused person, but I've always been focused on that operational corporate metric. Yeah. And I didn't realize that I was missing the true people element, which I was exposed to when I started working in the small business realm. So after crying myself to sleep and being very dramatic, probably eating some ice cream, I don't remember. It kind of was a blackout for me. (laughs) I got in my Jeep and I drove to a chamber event. And I showed up. I had never sold my services. I never sold my expertise. And I said, I'm Jessica. I've run businesses I've managed P&Ls, I've hired people, I've trained people. How can I help your business? And it got me the most interesting, diverse projects that I've ever worked on. I found myself working for Me and the Bees Lemonade, which was on Shark Tank. Uh, my boss was a 13-year-old child, so I was all of a sudden in beverage and distribution <laughs> I was working with her mom, actually, okay. doing all of their marketing. So there's a hot minute where the newsletter content was definitely influenced by me. I love that. <laughs> a it was while. so much fun. <laughs> um, her branding story, the mission, the, the evolution of her first lemonade stand at four, becoming an entrepreneur, just being so empowered and supported by her family, was super inspiring. In fact... My son at the time was six months old and I would bring him into the office and I would say, when you are big, be like Michaela, open up a lemonade stand, friend. You need to own your own business. And so it inspired me from an entrepreneur standpoint. I didn't think that me, corporate operations girl living in the safe zone, Mm -hmm. would ever be in sales. But my sales story is also fun, I guess. I got a job at seven months pregnant, working for a startup in Austin. They were a tech startup, SaaS application. I was dialing and smiling, making 150 calls a day. And my water broke my last shift there, like during a phone call. And so I was their top salesperson within two weeks. I loved it. I had never done sales. And I was just... Loving it. I love the pace. I love the client engagement. I love the message. All of it was like everything I love to do. And I had to leave because I went into labor, right? So (laughs) that was my last day there. Um, But it really opened my eyes to maybe I should try something that's unpredictable and unsure. And it's constantly changing, which is also true for marketing, right? Yeah. And so I kind of started a freelance business. I was doing fractional sales for some companies, just trying to figure out mm-hmm. where I fit, where my skill set fit, and building confidence as well. Because although I am myself everywhere I go, I definitely was not as confident in my sales mm-hmm. role just because of my limited experience yeah. as I would be if you said, hey, be a director of operations. I'd be like, let's go. We'll start it today. Yeah. And so... Um, it took a few years. I had my own consulting company. I was working with small businesses, helping them kind of operationalize. And that was the first marketing that I did. Mm-hmm. And it was a hot mess. I mean, I look at my content and my website from four five years ago. <laughs> and it's embarrassing. It's horrible. I know the feeling. I hate <laughs> it. it's so bad but you know what it just takes practice and finesse Mm. and comfort and confidence and a little bit of creativeness right and I think that being authentic which is definitely what you see on my LinkedIn that's who I am I am a I am a shameless coffee snob (laughs) I really struggle going to small towns in Texas because they only have a Starbucks and I'm like what what is this this is disgusting no thank you (laughs) So um, that's how I actually got my job with Trinsic because right when 2020 hit, all of my small business clients stopped spending any money. Mm. So my business was dead and I had just got it ramped up. And I was at Capital Factory here in Austin, Texas, and I was attending an event called Hack COVID-19 wow. South by Southwest. Oh, nice. And this was just such an interesting, like, pivotal, I don't know, I guess, I guess I'm cool. I don't know. All these <laughs> weird things happen. <laughs> but I, I was at this event, and the questions were, why do we have to be so afraid of this illness? I mean, we're talking the first week of March. Mm. No one even knew what COVID was and we're having this conversation as entrepreneurs and founders of why can't we bring this economic hose mm-hmm. into our city because of this illness because it's going to it's going to close businesses our economy is going to suffer yeah. it's going to be really bad and the mayor of Austin came and canceled southwest by that during that meeting wow And all of us were panicked. I mean, we're just thinking about all the founders that have put everything on the line for South by Southwest. What are we going to do? How are we going to help business? And a fellow entrepreneur who heard my questions because I'm sassy and I'll I'll ask what I need to ask. I'm not afraid. He came up to me and he said, I have an idea and I want to work with you. And he and I and a few other entrepreneurs ended up creating a, a, a non-viable product. We didn't know that for six months.
1: <laughs> but it
0: was a temporary tattoo that would change color when you were in a fever. Um, and I went and got funding. I did. I was like, hey, I'm on the checklist of the entrepreneur making the, the collateral, getting the freaking VC money. Like, we're going to go pitch the MBA in two months. And then I had to say, we can't take the money because the product is not viable and we cannot mass produce it. Wow. And Art, who's the CEO of Trensic, he was a friend of mine and a mentor. And he's like, Jess, do you want to come fix Trinsic? Do you want to come work on, on our you know, sales process, our marketing? And I said, at this point, man, I've been living on hopes, dreams and zero dollars. So <laughs> I will take a salary and a company credit card. And let's go. Yeah. And so <laughs> that is how I started my journey at Transit Technologies.
1: Oh, your story is so interesting, Jesse. I so, like, I mean, it's a little bit crazy and <laughs> it <It's> so dynamic. <laughs> like you had the opportunity to work with many different people in context. And um, wow. while you were talking, I was thinking, OK, Jess has experience in HR, operations, marketing, sales. If you had to choose one to do, just this one for the rest of your life, do you have a favorite one, Jess? Or do you think you need to be in different areas and doing different things, you know? You know, that's a great question because, th- you know, the thing they say in small
0: business, you wear many hats. Yeah. You kind of go in. And sometimes I feel, and this is definitely a struggle, is I feel like a chameleon of business. I can do all of these things. Now... What am I the most passionate about? This has taken some self-discovery. And I would highly recommend to anyone, if you have a broad talent, you, you have a lot of talents that you're good at, or you're interested in, or you're a quick learner, you think on your feet, go and do some self-reflection. Mm-hmm. One thing that was really helpful to me is that I took the Enneagram test. Oh. And surprise, I'm an Enneagram 8, which is just shocking. <laughs> I know. But anyway, um, it was helpful to me because what it did and taking that along with the disc assessment showed me that two interesting things, why I move so fast, how I'm motivated in work. So I've got to have kind of a fast dynamic changing environment to feel secure, which is ironic because that does not feel safe to many people, including my husband. (laughs) So I think that, um, that's given me a lot of awareness. But if I could do one thing all day, girl, it would be kissing babies, shaking hands, giving presentations, asking for the deal. I love that part, but I love creating the message story. I know. So at TrinSic, I do all of our collateral, I do all of our copy. I have a lot of fun teaching how effective a brand message can be and how, how great and consistent it can be for our client journey. Sure. Because on the front end in a business, I mean, you think about an experience, the shirt I'm wearing right now, shout out to a local business. It's called OMG Squee. Oh, they were on. I went there. I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Super amazing, cute experience, adorable are the treats like out of this world. Amazing. No, but does that matter? No. Mm -hmm. Did you spend $80 there? Because I did. (laughs) I bought a t-shirt. I bought stickers. I have a sticker on my laptop. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the branding is so perfect that it builds the excitement. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love it. So So I think the two together are definitely my passions. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I like to think that because I'm very energetic and persuasive and an Enneagram 8, I can convince anyone to do anything. Will the results be good to be determined? <laughs> can we make it up? Yes. But I love the people piece of business mm-hmm. and the two methods of delivery for me have just really been
1: tied in marketing and sales.
0: I know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I love that you uh, use the Enneagram. We did like here in Octabot, we did a ground where everyone in the company took the test. I'm a proud type three. <laughs> okay. Um, it's so good, right, <laughs> to like have more information about yeah. yourself and yeah. Yes. Um, we don't have many type 8s over here, so maybe sometimes uh, we will need to talk more, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to
0: tell you, very high level, type 8s are champions and warriors. So if I'm a healthy type 8, I'm going to be like Joan of Arc. <laughs> if I'm a not healthy 8, it might be someone who's done a lot of damage to the world. Whoa. So equally as powerful, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. So being more mindful about how to use that, you know, the internal ability to influence others. Mm-hmm. My heart is wanting to do good. Yeah. I want to help small business. I want to to have a product or a service that people offer. I want the community to see the true value in that. Sure. If you ever talk to me about business, probably one of the first questions I'm going to ask you what makes you so special to your con- customer? Why that. do people want to work with you or buy your product? Because if your answer to me is everyone's our customer, I'm going to say, man, your your client experience is mm. struggle bus and I can't be behind it. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm going to really struggle from an integrity standpoint. So I love knowing myself with the Enneagram because it's given me a lot of um, mindfulness and how I sometimes need to slow my roll to listen actively to other personalities and really help raise them up. My husband is a six. Okay. And eight and sixes are like never supposed to be together because he's like gloom and doom. And I'm like, everything is rainbows and we're gonna win. And like, so... I stress him out a lot um, but you know he's super supportive of this journey and honestly I would have never gotten into the nitty-gritty of rediscovering my career path Mm -hmm. if he hadn't been there of
1: course
0: trucking as I was pregnant trying to find myself yeah
1: I mean probably you guys complement each other very well so that's good when you have different profiles right yeah. It's,
0: it's true, we do, but it's also, it's also very interesting <laughs> when you start thinking, like, we, after I did that, I had all of my siblings do the Enneagram. Oh, yeah. And one of my brothers is an eight as well, we're the only two, uh-huh. and he just competed in the best ranger competition okay. in the Army. Wow. And 160, um, 160 soldiers get to compete out of the whole entire United States Army. And he and his buddy placed within the top 30. Hi. So I am, like, proud of him right now. I got to, like, I gotta put it out there because he is a, as I call him, my super soldier brother. <laughs> but uh, Enneagram 8s can do some cool stuff. So I more power
1: to you, friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, something you, you said uh, just now and before as well is the importance of... Mm-hmm. Um, centering the work we do in marketing and sales around value right, and I feel yes. like it's a daily struggle we The first thing that mm-hmm. comes to mind when I want to write a piece or work on a copy or on a proposal is okay, this is what we do, this is what we offer, but you know I force myself to take take a step back and and think okay no but okay this is what we offer but why do we offer that right what's behind it what's the value the unique value that we are providing because i mean companies like octobot there are thousands but octobot is unique somehow right and what makes us unique and i would love to hear your thoughts on that i mean Uh, Maybe if you have even some tips for other marketers out there about how to center our message more around value instead of transactions.
0: So that's an amazing question. And I think about that all the time because the terminology strategic partner, trusted partner, all of that is so overused. And it doesn't have any meaning when your sales process is transactional. And so part of what I've learned is that your your offering, your client experience, account management process, and your marketing process all have to have the same message of value. Totally. They have to be constantly reiterating that. And that's something that trinsic that, you know, two and a half years ago when I came on board, we were almost a 18-year-old company. We didn't have a pipeline. We didn't have a strong outbound message. It just was organic growth through referrals because we do good work. Mm -hmm. Well, my job was to rebrand us to create a pipeline and go to market to make more revenue. Okay, Right. And so the first thing that I did is I observed how our business works. And I really encourage marketers and salespeople to... Step out of the other side, right? And then come over to the ops. It's going to be painful. I know it because I'm an ops girl. You know, I know how I know how we treat you guys and vice versa, right? But you've really got to build that rapport because you can deliver the most beautiful, potent message to your customer. And if it's not being delivered at that level with that tone, your customer is going to feel like there is something off Mm with the with the transaction. And it's not going to lead to high retention. It's not going to lead to additional customer referrals. So that's a huge piece. Um, I'd also say, when you think about your sales process, and your marketing process, is it transactional? Are there opportunities for actual partnership? One of my favorite books that has When I get a little excitable and I want to just like get this big deal and just be like hard clothes and, you know, sell all the things, I take a breath because usually I'm pretty wound up, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think about the book by Bob Berg, which is called The Go-Giver, and that book is so full of truth. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it, if you haven't read it, read it, we should all be go-givers, in our roles, which is doing something better for the community rather than just the immediate return. Yeah, It's the long game of business. I think that the next phase of buyers, you know, the millennials, the genetic, all these people that we are now currently selling to their leaders and businesses, they don't want to be sold a slapstick, you can get this for $9.99. <laughs> like, This isn't the way people engage in business. This isn't the way that people engage online unless it's ironic or cheesy. And so if we listen to how people communicate, how they work together, what they expect, and we give them that in a way that makes sense to them, it's going to be a lot more impactful. Um, Something I've done in our business is I rely heavily, you know, we are an IT company. We do IT for small business. We really got to stay in our lane because if we try to do 15 other things that are kind of IT but not really, yeah. we're going to suck at software development. Sure. This is not our jam. So we're going to give our client a really bad products if we try to be everything to them. Sure. So instead of ever saying no to my client unless they are mean They are nasty to our employees or they don't want to pay their bills because then I will say no all day. I do have those boundaries. Um, I don't want to tell them no. If they need something for their business, I want to know someone who will help them. So the Connect Over Coffee that I started was really kind of my grassroots attempt at building true community with people. Um, One of our attendees got his first internship from the connect over coffee people that was super cool i love it um we've had relationships in fact two of my connect over coffee people they're in different states they came to houston for an event and they sat next to each other and i was like oh my god my babies they're (laughs) growing i love it like it's so exciting but i think that a lot can be done if you find people that are smarter than you they're super good at something and your values align And then you go find them, you bring them in through a partnership agreement, you create a strategic relationship, and now when you go to your customer, your customer says, hey Jess, I really need X, Y, Z. I say, i got the perfect person for you to meet. I know. Oh, by the way, it's going to end up in some sort of referral relationship, so there will be revenue there. But your answer is served to you on a silver platter, and I think that's when relationships are just so key in business
1: totally well let's talk more about connect over coffee when did the group get started tell me a little bit more um so I love
0: coffee if anybody ever talks to me I talk about coffee I'm so bougie about it I know it's it's my thing I'm addicted (laughs) I get it um but (laughs) This this is my story with coffee. I was 16 years old, and I said I need to learn how to have conversations with adults. What do adults do during conversations? They sit down, they have a cup of coffee together. And I was like, I'm going to drink this nasty, disgusting Folgers coffee because, dang it, I am going to learn how to drink coffee and have conversations. (laughs) So that was, I was like, a a core memory, you know, (laughs) of like coffee is terrible. But it, it is a, it's a community builder, right? You sit down. I mean, even you, when you were in town, you said, can I, can I meet up and have a cup of coffee with you? I'm like, heck yeah, man. I'll (laughs) go have coffee with anybody. So, um, I do a lot of my prospecting on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and my kind of pitch, my line is let's have a virtual coffee. Let's, let's hang out. Let's talk. Yeah. And then I was just having so much fun meeting all of these new friends all over the world, all over the United States, and just having conversations that were not pitch slaps. Because, hate pitch slaps, gross, cringy, (laughs) nasty, hate it. I will not do it unless you just really want to hear it. Like, if you tell me, Jessica, pitch me, I'll be like, okay, fine, I will. But that's it. Like, I'm not going to do it. So I I was talking to a friend of mine, he was actually helping me with my campaign on LinkedIn. I said, "You know what? I want to start this group. Mm-hmm. I want to have conversations." And it's definitely it's been around since I think uh it's maybe coming up on a year now. Oh. And I have my regulars that come and then I have some new faces and people will bring a friend and so the the t- the people who attend always kind of changed, but we we talk about business. We talk about struggles that we're having. Mm-hmm. The thing I hate about networking is pitch slaps, 30 second, you know, elevator pitches. Here's my business card. Give me all your business. You don't know me, but I need your money. I, I detest that I know. so much. Yeah. And it's so inauthentic mm. and it's not helpful. No, I don't. I don't like it. It's not enjoyable to be part of. It's not enjoyable to hear. And I wanted to have an outlet for people that feel that way. Sure. To be able to just come hang out and then talk about business and maybe get some great connections. And you know what? Maybe even get some business. And it's funny because over the last year, I've had competitors with me mm-hmm. on that call. Um, we have different value props. We have different ways of doing business. Yeah. But ultimately we'll refer business to each other because we know each other and we understand each other's value system. So I love that a very treacherous world of business can become a true community. Yeah. And that is just, um, it's so much fun. So we do, I've been doing some silly stuff lately. Uh, this last week, yesterday was, or yeah, yesterday was connect over coffee. It's every other Thursday, 9am central and my question to everyone was, if your business was a superhero, who would it be and why? I love it. And that was, our, that was our icebreaker. And I'll tell you, it was great. It was just so much fun. Um, Obviously, Transic Technologies is the flash because we're fast <laughs> and we're young and good looking and spunky and full of energy. And so that's, that's who we are. <laughs> but um, just really... Giving people time Mm -hmm. to understand how other people's businesses help or could even potentially help their client. I love it. So if anyone wants to join, get yourself a cup of coffee or I'm not going
1: to judge you. Drink whatever you want. No problem. Doesn't matter to me. Come hang out with us. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, I just I went to one of those. Um, and it was super fun. I remember that the icebreaker was to share a story about ourselves, because the general yes. topic was storytelling, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, and it was super fun. And then I got together with one of the people I met there. And she told me, okay. Oh, you are the girl from that story. And she remembered me, you know. So yeah, I and I remember it. her story as well. So I think it's such a human way to connect. Um, yes. Yeah. Have you been yes. doing like it frequently? Have you like, I mean, did you meet? Um, so
0: I'm actually because of my connect Over Coffee Little Champion Crew yesterday, I was inspired to buy the domain ConnectoverCoffee.net. Yay! So I am going to actually make a whole website. Um, lately, you know, I'm I'm out in my community a lot. I'm always trying to help, mm-hmm. always trying to connect people that need to meet each other. And I'm really passionate about that. I'm just passionate about community in general. And so I've been asked by a few people to come speak at events mm-hmm. and do little things, which now I'm like, hence the reason I put my my, my uh, resume through chat GPT. I was like, write me a profile. I need to know how to describe myself. <laughs> um, but I, I think that It will probably become Mm. my platform for speaking events, um, influence within consulting, within businesses, kind of helping people get inspired to support each other through community, which would be a huge win for me. Um, So, yes, it is going to become more professional. It may be become more often as I build it, because right now, I'm always looking for guest co-hosts. That's a new thing that I started offering recently. But, you know, it is work to kind of manage a conversation, lead it, keep people engaged, think of these cool topics. Um, And then, you know, one. I think a few weeks later after you attended, I thought, how fun would it be to break up the team into two and say, you're going to pitch all of us on A startup that you've created from nothing. And so the two stories that they, the two products that the teams made, super fun. But again, it was about that element of storytelling and business. You have to be able to craft a narrative that is engaging and interesting and makes people feel part of it or at least they want to listen. And so it was, it's good practice. Yeah. It's, it's a fun time. We're a little weird. I'm a little dorky, but you know
1: what? It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's a great, like, it's a great space for people to share and connect. And I'm really happy that it's growing. Maybe one day we'll have, like, the Connect Over Coffee event. Who knows? Oh, my gosh.
0: You know what? I have to do something because the people are asking. Mm-hmm. So, very soon there will be more. I was actually working on my branding colors. I was like, okay, what do I need to do? <laughs> so, I'm trying to figure all this out because, again, um, what do I want to present to my community? How do I want to present it? How can I? Appeal mm-hmm. to people that we want to be part of that community yeah. to to participate and be active. So, yes, definitely more to come. Um, in the meanwhile, you know, still trucking along, grow intrinsic technologies. I grew us solo forty percent last year. Wow. It was a challenge. Um, whew, I did a lot of work, and you know what? All you small business salespeople, yeah. I feel you. I feel you right now. Um, remember that the economy will shift. People will buy again. You have time right now to really execute your story with excellence and just keep keep going along, you know, yeah. pivot, pivot the message a little, figure out what those pain points are, because that is the beauty
1: of marketing okay. that you can do all of that. Mm. We are living challenging times. So we know that. But as a. Uh, Sharma, our CEO here in Octobot always say the moments of crisis are actually very good to do something different, to be creative, to like think outside the box. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a great message, Jess. And I think that also, people are like community marketing is becoming a thing. It's very hot. And I guess that's because people are realizing the importance of collaboration, right? To like sticking together and helping each other in yes. these moments. So, yeah, that's why I, I, I think that Connect Over Coffee is just such a, group, a great space. And the work you are doing there is like fantastic.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, you know... I think the thing to think about is you don't have to be loud you don't have to be extra you don't have to be an extrovert you can make shifts in your community in little ways mm-hmm. by being authentically who you are show up with a quality service a quality product care about your client experience deeply yeah. I mean, I think about it all the time. I I think about it so much that I drive our operations team nuts because if they send out something that uses the wrong font, I'm like, no, it's not right. (laughs) So I feel it so much. I'm like, I love it that you tried, but also no, (laughs) it's bad. I don't like it. So um, it's just such a journey. But you're absolutely right that collaboration all of our brains work so differently Mm. the the talent the expertise the history our perspective on life um, the traumas that you've been through the successes that you've been all these things are like a perfect storm that make the person that you are right now and no matter what that is there are talents that are very unique to the way that you see the world and kind of touching base with other people and and pulling that out of them if they're not as assertive as some of us is really awesome Mm. because I have seen it work in really amazing ways like seeing our one of our attendees Q I think he was on the call when you were on the call he got an internship with a friend of mine who is in the game space and doing I mean Michael's always doing cool stuff I can never keep up with him but he got an internship with Michael and that relationship a hundred percent through that platform because they live in different states. They run in different circles. They're not even in the same vertical. And I love it that now Q is getting to use some of his, of his talents in the game and mission space. So it's,
1: like great it's super story. cool
0: makes me feel happy yeah
1: well um, as I said at the beginning and just uh, here in about our purpose is to transform people's lives through technology and one of the questions yeah. we are making to all of the people that are joining our podcast is how do you think your work transform people's lives right and I guess that you gave already so many examples um, but if you want to bring in another one yes. especially like doing the work you are doing right now how do you think you are like mm. transforming people's lives through the work you do
0: that is such a good question because we're just inundated right now with like ChatGPT is going to take away jobs from marketing yeah. and, da, 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 mm-hmm. and all this and then i'm just thinking i mean i have never once in my life ever felt like i've had a heart-to-heart conversation with a computer mm. ever it's never been You know, value. it's been valuable for me for data points and for crafting something that I couldn't quite put the words into. Like I have the concept. It's a good sounding board, right? That's what technology is. But it is not the executor of all the things. Sure. And I think that's such a hot topic in our world right now, especially in tech. With intrinsic technologies, what we do for business is that... Companies should focus on what they do well, right? Like we've talked about that during this call. Um, If you're really excellent at the things you do, man, go for it 150%. Find people who do things around you to bring them into your ecosystem so that as your revenue rises, so does theirs. Yeah. Like this is what it's about, right? Um, Right now, small businesses face a lot of external threats, you know, bad actors hacking, um, employees that are angry, stealing information. I mean, there's so many human elements into business. But a lot of it is wrapped up into tech. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that to me is a huge deal. One of my the way that I see it specifically really transforming businesses is that it if done right, If done with compliance and understanding how operations works, not fighting the operational process, you can solve problems. You can generate more revenue. You can have a better end user experience. So your internal client happier. You can access your email every day. I mean, how beautiful is that? You can communicate like, oh, my goodness, that's tech, guys. (laughs) So I think we kind of take it for granted how much technology really inhibits or allows us to work well. And then technology also is the backbone of our society. We can now communicate with so many people from so many different places, walks of life, perspectives. I just think it's super interesting. I'm a history nerd. I love kind of learning about history because humans by nature do the same things. They just do them with different tools. So from, you know, our ancestors living in the 1400s were stressing about similar things (laughs) that we stress about, but they were using different tools. They were using different, I mean, that the technology was different, yeah, but the human soul is the same. So I think that's really the beauty of technology is that now we have this great technology we can use to save people's lives. There's medical technology out there that's doing insane things that never would have happened even five years ago. Sure, um, we can help client or small micro businesses have a huge online presence. And through drop shipping and, you know, CRM usages and all these different technology tools and softwares and integrations they use, they can do millions and millions of dollars of business. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. They're basically like a pop-up at, you know, a little fair. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're, they're digital and they can do major business. They can make big impacts. Um, that being said, I think that as entrepreneurs... As business owners, our primary responsibility is to do good by the community that supports us. So in my world of tech, I feel very strongly that a business owner should be concerned about their security and their tech because if they're not, they could have a major event. People's data could be breached. Um, You know, my my son, who's six, has a social security number If his doctor's office gets breached and that social goes out to someone through a data breach, someone could buy a house with his social and then when he's 30, he's completely SOL. This is the real effects Mm -hmm. of mismanagement of data. And I get kind of riled up about it because it's so, in many cases, it is simple to mitigate the majority of that risk, but there's a resistance in the community and I think that Small businesses, we employ the most people. Mm. We should start the trend of caring about data and data governance and people's identities as it relates to technology and protect it diligently. It's our responsibility. And keep our businesses healthy so that we can continue to employ the 50 employees that we have or 200 so they can continue to take care of their families and donate to their community. So a project's coming around that I'm working on right now with that Mm -hmm. is that, um, I've recently gotten involved with a nonprofit that has a really cool technology driven platform for giving. So micro giving, um, and it is a amazing way for nonprofits who always kind of struggle with marketing to have an amazing, beautiful platform to access businesses to access a huge number of donors through micro giving wow, and that micro giving it i've I've seen the financial projections of what a dollar a quarter can do that's a that's a powerful thing so Keep an eye out for that, because if
1: anybody wants to
0: talk about it, I'd love to talk to them about it.
1: Oh, that's nice. Yes. I mean, already creating something new. I love it. (laughs) Um, I'm not the
0: creator. I'm just going to help with marketing. Yeah. I'm going to help with marketing and sales, um, because I'm excited about the impact and community and I mean, it's
1: related to tech, so I'm all for it. Sounds great. Uh, We will be like looking forward to more news about that. Um, And we are also going to uh, put your LinkedIn and social media here in the description of this episode. So if our audience wants to, you know, take a look and just um, stay tuned to what you are doing and any other projects you may have. Um, yes. Jess, it was really nice talking to you all during this time, I mean, I guess we went over your journey, your learning points, um, I have a final question for you, and I would love to know if there is something you would have done differently in your past, now that you know everything you know, or maybe, you know, just some piece of ad- advice you would love to give to Jess from a few years back um,
0: Yes, there's so many things <laughs> that I tell myself. I am very stubborn. I am very convicted mm-hmm. in my ways. Some would call me sassy. I mean, I get it. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, it is a, It's a powerful tool to activate community. Mm-hmm. It is. But it's also a tool that in my younger years... I went out guns blazing, being crazy at some jobs that I had when I was younger. I really regret that decision. (laughs) I mean, I was so convicted by my my truth that I did not communicate in a way that served my community or myself personally. So honestly, you know, job and personal life are so entwined because of the amount of time that we spend I worked myself to death in my early 20s. I mean, I worked 70, 80-hour weeks constantly. It jeopardized my mental health. It jeopardized my personal relationships. I would tell myself, get over it. Go to therapy. Deal with your anxiety. This is not the way that you should live your life. And I think that a lot of us need to hear that truth because we tend to just go always Mm -hmm. and we don't slow down and we don't listen and we don't take care of ourselves and our lives in general so that would be the advice now would she listen to me no she would not but I would tell her anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you had to try, right (laughs) I mean I could say I told you I told you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh that's great advice that's great advice Jess well thank you so much for joining us it was a pleasure talking thank to you. you same thank you so much I had a great time yeah me too I hope to see you soon um and I also want to thank uh, to thank everyone that is listening to us everyone that joined us during this conversation about marketing sales operations and everything in between Um, Well, we would like to invite you all to follow Octobot through our social media so we can stay connected and you can learn uh, about our new episodes that are be coming out very soon. So thank you and see you soon. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned to the next episode.